What's going on, guys? AJ here, back again with another episode of the E1B2 podcast to bring you guys part four of the inevitable 10-part series for the Baltimore Business Journal Help Desk content here. Uh, This is uh, for Beyond Resume, and so let's hop in once again. So number four, as an employer, know your non-negotiable needs and desires, This is a big one, guys. Let me dive into this one at a very, very high level, macro level. So let me talk to my business owners out here. Let me talk to some of my executives out here because this is going to be for you guys primarily. And then um, employees, applicants, don't don't worry. I'm going to come back around to you guys in a moment. Um, I think... I think a couple things. I think, you know, now that I'm a a business owner again, now that I'm someone that is executing at that level again, I have a lot more empathy and a lot more authenticity around this this topic than I that I've had in the past. So let me let me break down a couple thoughts here. Um, Thought number one, I think I think most business leaders that are probably listening to this, right? You probably are in year six, year five, year 15, year 20 of running a company. You're probably in year seven or year 12 or year 15 or year 30 being an executive. You've learned a lot. You've been through a lot. You've executed a lot. You've failed a lot. You've, uh, yeah, just, just, you know, felt a lot, right? You've seen a lot. And I think throughout those circumstances, you've realized what you like. You've realized what you don't like. You've realized what feels great. You've realized what doesn't feel great. You've realized what works. You've realized what doesn't work. And what I mean by that is that could be around characteristics of an employee that fits or doesn't fit within your culture. That could be very clear black and white things around their their skills and what you inevitably need based off where you're looking to go. That could mean uh, things about yourself and how you are as a leader, right? Maybe you've realized and come to grips with, you know, there's a bit of micromanaging that's just naturally in your blood and you're trying to get better at it. But at the end of the day, You just like having control because you have this, not in a bad way, but you just have this ego and this perspective that you are the best executor of this thing. You know a lot of the gray of this thing. And so you're probably the best one to make the all, you know, make all the decisions. Thus, you don't really need anyone's outside opinion. You don't really want anyone's outside opinion. You don't really want to readjust a workflow because you know what the best workflows are. You don't need to adjust how you deliver information because you know what's going to land best for the type of employee that's going to work well for you. Um, The point that I'm getting at, guys, is my job is not to judge. My job is not to uh, uh, discriminate. My job is not to make any company or executive feel any which way. My job is to let you guys know what the best uh, tactics or tools or perspectives that you could or could not have to be able to provide you the best overall objective outcome, which is to make more money, to have a more productive, growing, flowing business. And for me, knowing your non-negotiables is one of the ways to get there. I think out of all those categories that I just uh, that I just said there, I think a lot of leaders, if they were to sit down for a couple of days and really think internally, 
they will be able to answer some of those questions. And I don't think a lot, a lot of leaders are doing that best practice. So probably that's just macro step number one. I think step number two is to understand that my little tip, my little point of view is around all those things is to be a little bit flexible and to just and try to just improve around what the contextual nature of what the employees inevitably need. I think there's a lot of leaders out here that have a lot of success financially of growing businesses while employees are not happy based off of what their non-negotiables are. And I would ask an employee or I'd ask a company rather to be a little bit more open and creative around what they're willing to adjust based off of what the contextual needs and the nature and some of the non-negotiables of the employee are. Because if you made, you know, 164 million in revenue uh, in 2019 or in 2020, uh, yeah, in 2020, maybe if you're a little bit more flexible around what I'm talking about, maybe that'll go to 226. Like, I don't know. Like, I just think, I think, what am I thinking? I think that it's a good idea for brands and the executives within to push themselves to understand their non-negotiables, needs and desires, and to be flexible around contextualizing and adjusting those non-negotiables needs and desires to the contextual needs of the employees. I just think that's a good idea at a macro. But even before we get to that point, what I need companies to understand is what those non-negotiables, what those needs and desires are. And I need you guys to articulate that to the employees. That is a fact that is key. That is valuable. I need you guys to do that. I need you guys to do that. I need you guys to let employees know around all the things of your leadership, personality, and perspective that you have right now that you're not going to adjust and maybe even give them a little bit of an or origin story of where it came from. I need you guys to explain to those employees some of the marketing and operational decisions that are within around content, content that you make, um, content mediums that you utilize and capitalize on, um, decision-making processes, workflows that you guys have in place, and reasons why they're non-negotiables, reasons why it's black and white that you need to be able to write, you know, you write and execute from a punctuation standpoint incredibly well because we send a lot of emails in this company, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like it is a good idea to uh, communicate the non-negotiables, needs and desires that are going to make the thing go productively day in and day out to those applicants, to those employees in the beginning, on the front end. Uh, I just think it's a good idea. So uh, employee, I didn't forget about you. Um, I think it's a good idea to understand and unpack what yours uh, are as well, like I kind of alluded to um, in the in the section three there. But I also think it's a good idea to take a moment and unpack what the non-negotiables, needs, and desires from the brand are, and to be very. Be very be be very patient around listening to those non-negotiable needs and desires and to, I guess, make the decision on if you are even willing to be a little bit flexible, if you're willing to bend and mold and shift a bit. Um, I think that's a good thing. Right. I think uh, I think. Uh, an, an employee at 26 is a different employee at 47. I think the needs and the desires financially or the needs and desires personally or the needs and desires spiritually or the needs and desires professionally are just different. So I think it's a good idea that you audit and re-audit and then audit again what we talked about in section three. Um, 
I also think, you know, the benefit out of all of this for both is, again, back to this, the, the self-selection, guys. I think, you know, I think this is a good way for uh, for for companies to immediately understand if someone's going to be a good fit there. And I think it's a great idea for employees to immediately know if it's a good fit there as well for them. Um, and then again, I think it's a good way for both to be a little bit more open to being flexible, to being, uh, you know, out of the box and, and to really audit and, and audit again and readjust who they are and what they're inevitably doing. Um, so that, those are my perspectives on that. I know that was very kind of airy in, in the sky and high level. I think um, I think the only tangible thing I can say is. The company should put in the hard work, the two weeks, the three weeks, the four weeks to get all of their executives together, sit down in a few executive meetings, maybe have a timekeeper, an executive assistant, someone to write out these things and just start 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 getting to work, start sharing and, you know, your perspective, start sharing your stories, start sharing your learning, start sharing what you guys are willing to adjust, willing to bend, willing to not bend in all of those categories we just talked about. And uh, it's going to take you a lot of hard work, but uh, inevitably you will have an understanding. And then whether you want to put that information across in, an, in, a, in a, uh, a job posting or whether you want to explain that to the applicant once they get into the office, but find a way to take that big bulk of information that you may or may not took weeks to accumulate, find a way to break that down and to articulate that in a nice, succinct uh, direct way. I think that's a good idea. I think a lot of companies missed the mark on that last part. And um, yeah, so those are my thoughts on part four.